Assalamu alaikum, peace be on you, and welcome back to another episode of Faith in Focus, where we explore matters of faith in the context of modern society. I am your host, Fatia Khwaja, and today we will be discussing the significance of journeys. What is a journey? A journey can be defined as a process of traveling from one place, state, or condition to another. It can be physical, emotional, intellectual, or spiritual, and may involve challenges, experiences, and personal growth. A journey can be a metaphor for life itself as it involves moving forward, facing obstacles, and making progress towards our goals. Journeys can be short or long, planned or unexpected, and can take many forms, such as a road trip, a spiritual pilgrimage, or a career change. Ultimately, a journey represents a transformational experience as we are never the same person at the end of it as we were at the beginning. There are journeys that we make every day as part of our routines. According to the Office for National Statistics, in 2019, an estimated 23.5 million people in the UK commuted to work every day. Our daily commutes may seem mundane and routine, but there is beauty to be found in the experience. For one, our commutes can provide a time for quiet reflection and introspection. We can use this time to think, plan or simply reflect, allowing us to start or end our day in a mindful manner. Our commutes can offer us the opportunity to observe the world around us. These are routes and pathways we will know like the back of our hand. We see the same faces, the same people, but each day they are strangers to us, although we sometimes spend hours in their company. On our journey, we see the same landscapes or no landscapes at all, and yet every once in a while, there will be something that surprises us or excites us. By taking the time to appreciate the beauty in our daily commutes, we can make even the most routine experiences feel more meaningful and fulfilling. Journeys taken in the past hold immense significance as they have shaped the world as we know it today and fundamentally changed the course of human history. These journeys have allowed cultures to merge, ideas to spread, and technology to advance. They've also led to the exchange of goods, languages, and religions, resulting in the diverse societies we see today. Past journeys have been a source of inspiration for many, as they have also influenced great works of literature and art. The significance of past journeys lies in their ability to connect us with our shared history and to remind us of the boundless potential of human curiosity and exploration. In this episode, we will be exploring the concept of journeys further, looking at the significance of journeys to individuals and spiritual journeys one may take. But first, I am going to invite Gutsia Ahmed to read a report about the Islamic history relating to journeys. Over to you, Gutsia. Prophets of God took many journeys during their lifetimes, but none were quite as significant as the Holy Prophet Muhammad's, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, migration to Medina. This was a turning point in the history of Islam. The Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was revolutionary for the Muggan people. Many cruel and barbaric practices, such as female infanticide, were still practiced at the time of his birth. But as the message of Islam spread, the women of Arabia saw a revolutionary change. Several hundred people renounced idolatry and devoted themselves to the worship of one God, Allah. They saw the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, as a source of newfound hope on their journey through faith towards Islam. Despite all this, the opposition towards Muslims and towards the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was increasing and conditions were becoming unsafe in Makkah. The Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was born in Makkah and spent most of his life there. 
So it was a very difficult moment when he received divine revelation that he should leave Makkah. He consulted with his close companions and started making preparations and after much deliberation, they decided to travel to Medina, a city located north of Makkah that had a sizable Muslim community and was more tolerant towards Muslims. The journey to Medina was a difficult and dangerous one. The Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and his closest companion, Hazrat Abu Bakr, set out from Makkah in the middle of the night and travelled through the desert to avoid being detected by Muggan spies. At one point during the journey, they had to take refuge in a cave called Sor. This was to protect themselves from members of the Quraysh tribe who were trying to attack the Prophet. They spent three nights in the cave before they felt it was safe enough to leave and continue the journey. When they departed, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, turned towards Makkah and said, Makkah, thou art dearer to me than all other places, but thy people would not let me dwell on in thee. This just shows how difficult it was for him to leave his home, but also just how important this journey was. Despite the challenges they faced, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and his companions arrived safely in Medina, where they were welcomed by the local Muslim community. This arrival marked the beginning of a new chapter in the establishment of Islam, as the Prophet began to build a community of believers in Medina. This migration is known as Hijrah, and it marks the beginning of the Muslim calendar. It highlights the importance of the Holy Prophet's may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him migration as an example of perseverance in the face of adversity and a symbol of faith to overcome even the greatest challenges. Even in recent history, the journey of the fourth Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, His Holiness Mirza Tahir Ahmad from Pakistan to London was one of great importance. In April 1984, an ordinance was promulgated by the government of Pakistan where anyone who identified themselves as being a part of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community could not declare themselves as Muslim. They were not allowed to recite the Holy Quran, call the Azan, which is the call to prayer, or even offer the Islamic greeting, Assalamu Alaikum, to anyone. People who did not follow this would face heavy fines or even imprisonment. His Holiness Mirza Tahir Ahmed still lived in Rabwa in Pakistan at the time. The government had issued clear instructions that His Holiness should not be allowed to leave the country at any cost and had security personnel installed at every port and airport. However, by the grace of Allah under miraculous circumstances and without any need to hide or disguise, his Holiness gracefully and quietly boarded a plane with his wife and daughters to London. In what can only be described as divine intervention, the name that all the security personnel had been given to prevent to leave the country, as leader of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, was that of His Holiness Mirza Nasir Ahmad, who was the third caliph and had passed away a couple of years ago, and so Mirza Tahir Ahmad was able to reach London safely and escape from tyranny. This relocation was of enormous proportions and was difficult but its impact was transformational and it opened up hitherto unthinkable avenues of progress for the Ahmadiyya Muslim community through the globe. Today the UK remains the residence of the fifth caliph 
His Holiness Mirza Masrur Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, and with Allah's grace the community goes from strength to strength. Thank you so much to Kutsia for reading that very informative report. I would now like to invite my studio guest to join me. We have here with us Varisha Ranja and Sofia Aftab. Varisha is a second year medical student, has a passion for sports, and Sofia works in medical communications as an accounts executive. Asalaamu Alaikum, peace be on you guys. Wa alaikum asalam. So, to start off with, when I say the word journey or travels, what immediately comes to mind? Can I come to you first, Varisha? Yes, so I think for me, a journey is a process of experience from one state of being to the next. Of course, this can be physical, for example, travelling from one destination to another. We travel to the mosque, we visit friends and families, we go to school and university and work. And for me personally, I love to go travelling and on road trips with my family. I also commute to university and those journeys allow valuable time for me to reflect on recent life events. I sometimes use that time to do work or listen to podcasts and of course Voice of Islam shows. But I do think that the least obvious journeys we embark on are our spiritual journeys. For me, a spiritual journey symbolises a profound search for purpose, for knowledge and for self-discovery. I think that beginning a spiritual journey can be triggered by anything. It could be a positive or a negative experience. It could be a thought, a book you read or something you hear someone say. And this can ultimately lead you towards seeking answers to questions and doubts you may have or even simply wanting to find a greater purpose in life. By the grace of Allah, I was born as an Ahmadi Muslim, but my journey towards Islam, the teachings of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and the promised Messiah, peace be on him, founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, truly began in my teenage years. For me, I think it was a series of realizations that I had that propelled me towards Allah and seeing Islam as a way of life rather than simply the religion we follow. The realisations of how many blessings I lived through each day, from my family, having good friends, the opportunities I had both academically and those given by being part of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. I would say these realisations made me truly think about whether I was grateful to Allah and how, despite all our shortcomings and mistakes, Allah will still love his creation and bestow his blessings upon us. If you were to ask me of a particular moment, I would say that during the time I was sitting my GCSE exams, I completely turned to Allah for help. I had asked our Caliph, His Holiness Mirza Masrur Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, for guidance and he had encouraged me to pursue medicine as a career. I knew I needed to do well in my studies and was worried about whether I would be able to fulfil what felt like a duty to His Holiness, so I turned to Allah and prayed. It was the first time that I prayed with such intensity and hope and throughout the examination period I continued to consistently pray even when I felt that some exams didn't go so well. This whole process was a journey in itself. I know many students will also relate that weeks and weeks of exam can be exhausting. There are days when you feel like you didn't do well and are in a relentless state of worry and anxiety. It was only through constant prayer, trust in Allah and prayers of our beloved Caliph by writing letters to him that got me through that period of time. On results day, I walked into my secondary school and received the envelope with my results. When I opened my results, I was in complete shock and at that moment I knew that this was not at all a result of what I did. They were completely from Allah, the Almighty. I would say that this was the beginning of my spiritual journey in Islam and it really pushed me towards building a closer relationship with Allah. It led me to delve deeper into the beauty of Allah's relationship with his creation and the wider teachings of Islam. Thank you for that beautiful and personal response, Varisha. I completely agree with you. Journeys can signify many different things and have a multifaceted meaning. 
For me, when I think of the word journey, I think of our journey through life. We are all headed to a destination, back to our creator, but we shape our own journeys through life through our actions. As you talked about spiritual journeys, undoubtedly a personal spiritual journey that brings us closer to Allah is one of the most significant ones we can take in our lives. This leads me on to my next question. Do you think journeys are important? Yes, I think journeys are incredibly important. As you have already mentioned, whether they are physical, emotional or spiritual, journeys have the power to transform and change us in profound ways. They offer the opportunity for growth and invaluable learning experiences. From a physical perspective, journeys provide opportunities to explore the world around us, experience different cultures and expand our knowledge, whether that be travelling to different cities or towns in the countries we live in or to different countries and continents around the world, Islam emphasises the importance of seeking knowledge and improving our understanding. The Holy Quran encourages us to, and I quote, travel in the earth and see how he originated the creation, from chapter 29, verse 21. And these journeys serve as powerful tools for acquiring wisdom and expanding our worldview. I think that the beauty of a journey lies in its potential for transformation. The idea of stepping outside our comfort zones and venturing into the unknown can be daunting, but the process can also be exciting and lead to opportunities and knowledge we may never have thought we could experience and acquire. When we venture beyond what is familiar to us, we encounter people with different beliefs and cultures. We learn about different backgrounds and people with a myriad of experiences and can even acquire different perspectives of the world ourselves as well as a bespoke appreciation of the creations of Allah. When discussing the importance of journeys, I cannot forget to mention the importance of journeys in Islam. Millions of Muslims travel to the holy city of Mecca every year for pilgrimage, which is known as Hajj. Hajj is considered a sacred journey for Muslims and is a powerful testament to the significance of journeys in Islam. It serves as a reflection of the journey the heart, mind, body and soul of each Muslim undertakes, striving to purify our hearts and inspired by the desire to deepen our connection with Allah. Each year we are also witness to a remarkable gathering of thousands of Ahmadi Muslims from all across the globe who make the journey to attend the International Annual Convention, Jalsa Salana, held here in the United Kingdom. This annual convention is of course held everywhere in the world and each country has its own. The journey is driven by the humble desire to enhance our spiritual growth and immerse ourselves in an atmosphere of blessings and devotion to Allah to promote peace, increase our spiritual knowledge and strengthen community ties with our brothers and sisters from all corners of the world. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, highlights the immense spiritual reward associated with travelling for the sake of Allah. He explains how travelling to foreign lands is not easy, despite the convenience of travel in this day and age, leaving behind families, businesses and affairs for the sake of Allah and persevering in the face of hardships along the way has great spiritual reward. He also says that even the angels pray for the people who carry out these journeys and accompany them along the way, which I think is a beautiful concept to think about. Thank you for that response, Farisha. I particularly liked how you mentioned the journey of thousands of Ahmadi Muslims to the Jalsa Salana annual convention. I think the journey we make to the annual convention is such a unifying one, because like you said, we are all going there with the same purposes, same intentions, and we get to connect with our Ahmadi brothers and sisters. Leading on from that, what has been the most memorable journey you have made? So, I've been fortunate enough to have travelled to many different countries due to one reason or another. Uh, we've either been on family holidays, holidays with my friends, 
and also travelling to different countries to attend their own annual Jalsa Salana conventions. But I don't think there's any place I have gone to where I haven't learned something new, whether it's about myself or the place that I travel to. Even through journeys within the UK, I have learned about how diverse and rich our country is. We meet different people, different cultures, different backgrounds, but we all have the same thing in common, that we are human. However, if I had to choose the most memorable journey to date, I would say it would be my journey to the village of Gardian in India. It was my first trip after the COVID pandemic, and also the reason we went was even more special, as I was going to get married. By the grace of God, the journey was spectacular, our time in Gardian was blessed, and my family and I were able to visit such a special and spiritually pure place for Ahmadi Muslims. We tried to see as many places as possible in such a short period of time. We visited the mosques, Masjid Mubarak, the residence of the promised Messiah on whom be peace, and the blessed cemetery, Bahishti Makbara. Spending time with family felt like such a blessing. As my paternal grandparents had grown up in Qadian, it was also special for our family to feel a connection to them in this way. As a life-changing event was happening at the same time for me, it was even more exceptional as I spent a lot of time with my parents after living away from home for university for the last couple of years. We would wake up for the Hajjat and Fajr prayers together, we would go to the mosque together, have breakfast together at the same time. And living in a Western country with everyone having different timings with their work shifts, it's difficult for us to have a meal together as a family. But during this time, we were spending so much quality time together that I wanted to save every moment. The vibe that Gardian has is extremely unique. Everyone was very welcoming. The streets were filled with the sounds of the Azan, which is the Muslim call to prayer, from every mosque and just walking in the steps of the promised Messiah on whom be peace, who hailed from and lived in Qadian, was life-changing. As well as this, Punjab has a majority of people who follow the Sikh faith, so even learning about their traditions and religion was inspiring and interesting. Seeing and learning their faith firsthand is different to what we may be taught in schools in England, and we were fortunate to be able to visit the famous Sikh Golden Temple in Amritsar, And there were so many similarities that I have seen as a Muslim. For example, we take our shoes off before entering the mosque. Similarly, no shoes are allowed in the temple. As Ahmadi Muslims, we are encouraged to volunteer our time to help the community. And in Punjab, I saw so many people providing food for everyone. And the main thing which was similar was their devotion to their faith. This journey to India was a very personal and spiritually changing journey for myself. I learned a lot about myself, my religion, and developed an even stronger spiritual bond with my God. Thank you so much for your response. Have you learned anything from the journeys you take? So every journey has a learning moment, I believe. Whether it's practical knowledge about the country and culture of the people, or personal development by adapting and adjusting to a new place, When we commute to work, we learn about the people we travel with. Um, I remember I would get the train to work and there was a teacher who would get the same coffee with the same sandwich in the morning. Then we would get the same train back and he would mark his students' homework every Thursday. I don't know anything about his life except these moments. So when we travel to a different country, we try to learn some of the basic phrases like hello, please, thank you. These journeys in particular offer a chance to immerse ourselves in different cultures, beliefs and perspectives. As we interact with people from diverse backgrounds, we learn to appreciate and respect cultural differences. 
This then fosters a deeper understanding of the world and it cultivates empathy towards others. It broadens our horizons, it breaks down stereotypes and promotes tolerance and inclusivity, which is the basic essence of Islam. Also, by stepping outside our familiar surroundings, this provides us with a fresh perspective on life. We gain a broader understanding of the world, different cultures and diverse think and diverse ways of thinking. Journeys challenge our preconceived notions and biases, fostering open-mindedness and a willingness to embrace new ideas. This expanded worldview encourages personal growth and the ability to approach situations with greater empathy and understanding. A lot of the time, journeys can provide opportunities to forge connections and build relationships with people we meet along the way. Interacting with locals, fellow travelers, or even our own travel companions can lead to a meaningful connection and lifelong friendships. As I mentioned earlier, you can live in the same house but still have a completely different routine. So these journeys and travels really bring us back to the basics. These connections, they remind us of the importance of human relationships, fostering a sense of community and enriching our lives. And the main point of journey is the journey of self-discovery. We are often pushed out of our comfort zones, allowing us to discover new aspects of ourselves. They provide an opportunity for self-reflection, introspection and personal growth. Through challenges, encounters with different cultures and exposure to unfamiliar environments, we can uncover hidden strengths, weaknesses, passions and values. They teach us to be adaptable, flexible and resilient in the face of adversity. We learn to adjust to new environments, overcome obstacles and find creative solutions to problems. These skills can be applied to various aspects of life, helping us to navigate future challenges with greater ease. They remind us to live in the present moment, to savor the beauty around us and to embrace spontaneity. Journeys teach us to disconnect from technology, slow down and fully engage with our surroundings allowing us to cultivate a sense of gratitude and mindfulness. I completely agree with you, Sophia. I think the purpose of a journey, in essence, is to learn something new, whether that be about yourself or those you travel with or where you're traveling to. There is so much beauty to be found in traveling and journeys. Thank you so much for those wonderful answers. We will now take a short break. You are listening to Faith in Focus. The promised Messiah, peace be on him, said, When a person attains success, and a state of helplessness and difficulty no longer exists, a person who shows humility at such a time and remembers God is supreme. You're listening to The Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Aslam alaikum, peace be on you and welcome back to Faith in Focus, where we discuss matters of faith in the context of modern society. On today's episode, before the break, we have been discussing the importance of journeys, both physical and spiritual, within Islamic history and had a very interesting discussion with my studio guests. I would now like to invite Gutsia to read another short report about spiritual journeys. Over to you, Gutsia. Spiritual journey is a phrase used by many world religions to mean one's natural development 
and progression as one grows in understanding of God Almighty, the world and oneself. There are of course spiritual journeys of many kind. As Muslims we believe the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be on him, experience a spiritual journey of the highest order. The Arabic term miraj, referred to as an ascension in English, was a most significant spiritual journey that took place in the life of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. In the fifth year of his prophethood, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was asleep in the Kaaba when the incident of Miraj occurred. In a hadith or saying of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, Anas bin Malik relates the story about the Prophet's journey and ascension into the heavens. It is said that Angel Gabriel himself came to pick the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, saying that Muhammad was the best of them. In the Holy Quran, chapter 53, verse 12, Allah the Almighty states, The heart of the Prophet lied not in seeing what he saw. This verse demonstrates that it was a spiritual journey that the Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, experienced while he was asleep and his physical body did not move from the Kaaba. We read in traditions that Hazrat Aisha states that during Miraj, the body of the Holy Prophet did not leave the location he was at. She said, By God, the body of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be on him, did not disappear, but he was raised spiritually. Verses 8 to 18 of chapter 53 of the Holy Quran describe the spiritual ascension of the Holy Prophet when he was spiritually transported to heavens and was vouchsafed the view of a spiritual manifestation of God and ascended spiritually very close to his Maker. Reading the commentary of these verses, we understand that the Holy Prophet had attained to the highest point in his spiritual ascension when God revealed himself to him in full glory and majesty. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be on him, continued to scale the heights of spiritual ascension and to approach near God till all distance between them disappeared, and the Prophet became, as it were, one cord to two bows. The mirage was, in fact, a double spiritual experience comprising the spiritual ascent of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be on him, and the descent towards him of God's manifestation. The Quranic commentary explains that what the Holy Prophet had seen was his real personal experience. It was veritable truth and no figment of his imagination. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be on him, had reached a higher stage of nearness to God, which was beyond human mind to conceive. The promised Messiah, peace be on him, writes in one of his books, izala e oham and I quote, The journey of the mirage was not with the physical body, but was a vision of the highest type which in effect was experienced in complete wakefulness. In such a vision, a person according to the capacity of his soul can journey through the heavens with the body of light, as the soul of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be on him, possessed the highest capacity, therefore in his journey of mirage, he arrived at the highest point of the universe, which is described as the Great Throne. This journey was the vision in a sort of wakefulness. I do not call it a dream, nor was it a vision of low status. This was a vision of the highest stage, which is clearer and brighter than wakefulness.
End quote. In one of his Friday sermons, His Holiness Mirza Masood Ahmed explained that during his spiritual ascension, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, saw all the earlier prophets of God. He saw Prophet Jesus, peace be on him, on the second heaven, and Prophet Idris, peace be on him, on the fourth heaven, while the Holy Prophet himself traversed the absolute pinnacle, the utmost point in the seventh heaven. The Holy Prophet reached above the sixth heaven where he saw Prophet Moses, peace be on him, and Moses said to God that he did not know that there was to be a prophet who would be more exalted than him. As Muslims, we can make our own humble spiritual journeys of physical travel by visiting the land of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Muslims from around the world embark on pilgrimages to the cities of Mecca and Medina where they visit holy sites that were once graced by the presence of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. These journeys, known as Hajj and Umrah, are deeply significant for Muslims and provide a unique opportunity to connect with their faith and spiritual identity. Among the many revered locations in these cities is the Kaaba a sacred and awe-inspiring structure that serves as a focal point for Muslim worship. As Muslims, even when we pray at home or in mosques around the world, we are always facing towards the Kaaba. This magnificent edifice, which is encircled by Muslims during the Hajj pilgrimage, serves as a powerful symbol of the unity and devotion that characterises the Muslim Ummah. During the Hajj pilgrimage, there are many steps that an individual takes during their journey, and each step is significant for different reasons. It is one of the five pillars of Islam, and Muslims have been instructed to try and go at least once in their lifetimes if their financial situation, safety of passage, and health allows it. For Muslims, this pilgrimage and journey is of utmost importance because it allows us to visit different places which were significant in the history of Islam, and spend time purely devoted to prayers. Embarking on this journey can provide an unparalleled sense of spiritual fulfilment, making it one of the most significant spiritual journeys a Muslim can undertake. For many, the pilgrimage to Mecca is like a spiritual awakening, and they come back with a renewed sense of faith and a desire to discard worldly matters and focus on what matters the most, and that is worshipping Allah. Thank you so much to Qudsia for reading that insightful report. I'd now like to welcome back my studio guests for another discussion segment. We mentioned spiritual journeys earlier on in the show, and I would say as I've grown up, I have learned so much on my spiritual journey closer to Allah, and I'm still learning every day. So if I said to you, describe either a spiritual journey you have taken, either physically or mentally, what would come to your mind? So imagine embarking on a spiritual journey, a quest for a deeper meaning and connection. It begins with a moment of realization, a profound awakening that propels you on a path of self-discovery. You decide to venture inward, exploring the depths of your own consciousness and seeking a profound connection with something greater than yourself. Physically, some people might retreat to a serene natural setting a mountaintop, a tranquil forest or a secluded place where the distractions of everyday life fade away, allowing them to focus solely on their inner journey. Surrounded by the beauty of nature, we can find solace and a sense of harmony with the world around us. When I feel overwhelmed, I always take a walk, 
I have always lived near the seafront, so I find solace in hearing the waves and seeing the water move. It always helps to clear my mind and restart my thinking. When I was at university, the sea was a bit further away, so I went on walks in the countryside. These kind of settings bring me back to what's important and physically takes you away from the stress as well. Mentally, our journey takes us through a series of practices and contemplative exercises. We may delve into meditation, sitting in stillness and silence, and observing the fluctuations of our thoughts and emotions. This helps me to figure out and lay out what I may be struggling with. When everything piles up in our mind, it's difficult to make sense of what is what. With each session, you gradually quieten the mind and cultivate a sense of presence and mindfulness. As we navigate this spiritual journey, we may encounter moments of transcendence. So during deep meditation or introspection, there is an experience of a profound sense of unity, a connection to God that transcends the boundaries of individuality. It is as if the veil between your individual self and the greater whole becomes thinner, revealing the connection of everything. Throughout our journey, there is a greater sense of compassion, seeking to cultivate virtues such as love, forgiveness and gratitude. Along the way, we always encounter challenges and we're having to confront the shadows within ourselves. We confront fears, doubts and unresolved emotions that have been holding us back. With courage and resilience, we can face these inner obstacles, acknowledging and integrating them into our journey. As our spiritual journey unfolds, we can only begin to perceive the world with newfound clarity and appreciation. I like to notice the beauty in the simplest of things, a gentle breeze, the vibrant colours of nature, or the smile of a stranger, and feel a profound sense of interconnectedness with all living beings. Ultimately, our spiritual journey is a transformative process that leads to personal growth, expanded awareness, and a deeper sense of purpose. It is a journey of self-realization where we recognize what Allah has bestowed on us within ourselves and embrace the web of existence. Thank you so much for your response. What is our ultimate destination when thinking about the journey we are taking through life? So the ultimate destination when contemplating the journey of life is a concept that varies depending on individual beliefs, philosophies and cultural backgrounds. Different perspectives offer diverse interpretations of the purpose and destination of our life's journey. For many, the ultimate destination is finding personal fulfillment, happiness and a sense of contentment. This perspective emphasizes self-discovery, personal growth and pursuing one's passions and dreams. It may involve achieving goals, nurturing meaningful relationships and finding a sense of purpose and fulfillment in life. Theists who believe in a higher being or God are likely to believe that being spiritually fulfilled is the ultimate destination of life. Various spiritual and religious traditions propose that the ultimate destination is spiritual enlightenment, salvation or union with a higher power or consciousness. These perspectives often emphasize the development of virtues, moral conduct and the pursuit of spiritual practices to exceed the limitations of the physical world. In life, we are always learning and growing. Some people perceive the ultimate destination as a continuous journey of growth, learning and self-improvement. It emphasizes the importance of personal development, expanding knowledge and skills, and striving to become the best version of oneself. 
The focus is on progress and evolution throughout life's journey. Another perspective suggests that the ultimate destination lies in making a positive impact on others and the world. This may involve acts of kindness, compassion and service to humanity. This perspective emphasizes selflessness, empathy and the belief that our purpose is fulfilled through helping others and leaving a lasting legacy. Some individuals contemplate the ultimate destination in terms of existential exploration and finding meaning in life. It involves reflecting on profound questions about the nature of existence, the purpose of life and one's role in the grand scheme of things. This perspective encourages introspection, philosophical inquiry and the creation of personal meaning. It's important to note that these perspectives are not mutually exclusive and individuals may find elements of multiple perspectives resonating with them. Ultimately, the ultimate destination of life's journey is a deep personal and subjective concept that varies from person to person. It's shaped by our beliefs, values and life experiences. The journey itself is often as significant as the destination, as it is through the process of living that we find meaning, growth and fulfilment. Personally, each of those aspects fit into my idea of the purpose of life and the journey we take. Personal development in all aspects of my life is important, whether it's with my family, my career or my religion. It's very rare that people regress what they have learned. With the way we are taught in schools and at home, having empathy and just trying to be good human beings and helping humanity in one way or another is a wonderful act of service which improves lives. And then on a religious and spiritual level, we are always learning and bettering ourselves and our soul at every opportunity. So as Amdi Muslims, we believe that Allah has a greater plan for us. In chapter 3, verse 55 of the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty states, And they planned... And Allah also planned, and Allah is the best of planners. End quote. Sometimes Allah will change the course of our lives in ways that are not clear at the time, but become clear to us later, and ultimately what we learn on our journey changes. The destination may change, but whatever happens, happens for the best. So, leading on from this, do you think there are points along the way where our journey changes course, and what leads to this? Absolutely, yes. I do believe that our journey through life is filled with moments where our paths take unprecedented turns and undergo many changes. These points can be influenced by both intrinsic and extrinsic factors and are often intricately tied to our relationship with Allah. Throughout our journey in life, we experience a variety of events, meet people from all walks of life and have opportunities to gain huge amounts of knowledge. We encounter various struggles which can test our faith and our values. This journey is dynamic and ever-evolving. We encounter crossroads where decisions need to be made and these decisions can completely redirect the trajectory of our journey. These decisions can begin from educational and career opportunities to decisions about marriage or moving home. Depending on how each decision impacts your life, your journey can steer in a direction you never imagined it would. On my own personal journey, I have encountered points in my life where I have also struggled in my faith, whether that be when one of my prayers isn't accepted the way that I thought it would, or when I experience something negative, or when I feel like I made the wrong decision in a particular situation. But I think that the true test of faith is the perspective in which we view these challenges. It is in these challenging times that we have the opportunity to deepen our connection with our Creator and strengthen our trust in His wisdom. 
I also wanted to talk about another way my personal journey has changed course, which is through my interactions with influential people. By the grace of Allah, as Ahmadi Muslims, we are blessed to have our Caliph and worldwide spiritual leader, the most influential person for us, His Holiness Mirza Masroor Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, who addresses us weekly in his Friday sermons. As well as this, he delivers addresses at events throughout the year, from our international annual convention, Jalsa Salana, to other events such as national conventions and peace symposiums. These sermons and addresses are a source of immense inspiration and motivation for us, as His Holiness's words carry divine wisdom. His guidance serves as a compass for us through the journey of life, directing us towards righteousness and helping us to navigate the challenges of life in according with the teachings of the Holy Quran and the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, particularly in the current state of the world. Moreover, through classes, meetings and writing letters, His Holiness, may Allah be his helper, provides practical guidance on how we can embody the teachings of Islam to strive for excellence in our faith, personal conduct and relationships with our family and wider society. In each interaction I have had, whether it is through listening to the Friday sermon or watching question and answer sessions, I gain a deeper in- insight into various aspects of faith, morality, social justice and personal development. His Holiness's guidance encompasses virtues of patience, gratitude, forgiveness and compassion, all that we are taught by Allah through his teachings. You could say that each opportunity is a moment in my life where my journey slightly alters course or if I have deviated from my path, by the grace of Allah, I am reminded of the correct direction to follow. Thank you so much for your answer. Finally, what lessons do we learn from these journeys? So we have discussed many different journeys and forms of journeys in our lifetime, each one offering us valuable lessons that deepen our understanding and strengthen our faith. The physical journeys and travels we embark on teach us to appreciate the intricate and magnificent creation of Allah the Almighty. We learn about different languages, the history of rich cultures and appreciate the beauty of diversity. These experiences evoke a sense of gratitude and humility within us as we recognise the countless blessings bestowed upon us by Allah and we realise that we are merely guests in this magnificent world. In our journey, we also encounter moments of adversity and hardship. This can be in physical, emotional or spiritual forms. And it is these challenges that remind us of our own vulnerability and need for reliance on Allah. We strengthen our trust in his guidance and protection and we learn to turn to him in times of difficulty. As I mentioned earlier, there are times in my own spiritual journey when I experience difficulties or when I feel as if my prayers aren't being accepted. In these times, I try to remember that Allah does not burden a soul beyond its capacity. In Islam, we are encouraged to embrace the concept of sabr, which means patience and steadfastness. And patience is not simply about enduring hardships. It is about maintaining a positive attitude, trusting in Allah's plan and persevering in our faith despite the difficulties. Of course, we are all human and sometimes this is easier said than done. It is challenging to understand why things unfold in the way that they do. But having Allah to turn to and acknowledging that Allah's wisdom surpasses our limited understanding provides a huge source of comfort for me. Placing our trust in Allah also means recognising that He knows what is best for us, even if we don't understand in the moment. It means having faith that His plans are designed to bring us closer to Him and to fulfil our ultimate purpose. May Allah bless all our journeys, guide our footsteps and continue to grant us the strength and patience to overcome these challenges. Amen.
Thank you so much for such an insightful and interesting discussion. I hope you all have learned something. And now, for a moment of thought. What is the significance of a journey? A journey can have different significances depending on the context. In a literal sense, a journey is a physical movement from one place to another. It can be undertaken for various purposes such as travel, exploration, pilgrimage or migration. As mentioned earlier, each year millions of Muslims make the pilgrimage to Mecca to undertake a much more significant spiritual journey. A journey can also be symbolic, representing personal growth, self-discovery or a new beginning. It can be a metaphor for life itself, where the path we take, the obstacles we face and the experience we gain shape who we are and who we become. Journeys can be challenging and unpredictable, but they can also be experiences we learn lessons from. Physical journeys can also be challenging as they can push us out of our comfort zones and force us to adapt to new environments. His Holiness, Mirza Masroor Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, the fifth caliph of the Amdiya Muslim community, has reminded us of the various dangers that journeys may pose. In a Friday sermon in 2004, when discussing journeys, His Holiness reminded us that human life is fragile. Accidents happen all the time and there can be no preparing for this. He points out that our existence is vulnerable and prone to accidents. Therefore, it is incredibly important that one prays before starting a journey and constantly seeks the protection of Allah. We also embark on intellectual journeys involving the pursuit of knowledge and understanding. These journeys can involve learning new skills, exploring new ideas or challenging our existing beliefs and assumptions. Intellectual journeys can be incredibly rewarding as they allow us to expand our knowledge and deepen our understanding of the world around us. They can also be beautiful as they offer us a chance to appreciate the complexities and nuances of the human experience. Gaining knowledge is very important in Islam. We understand that as humans our knowledge is limited and to gain knowledge the best source for knowledge is the words that come directly from Allah the Almighty in the form of the Holy Quran. His Holiness, Mirza Masroor Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, explained in one of his addresses, and I quote, The truth is that the Holy Quran and the teachings of the Holy Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings be upon him, inspired the works of generations of Muslim intellectuals, philosophers and inventors in the Middle Ages. Indeed, if we look back more than a millennium, we see how Muslim scientists and inventors played a fundamental role in advancing knowledge and developing technologies, which transformed the world and remain in use today. End quote. This shows how important our intellectual journey in life should be, because it can impact not only our spiritual journey, but also the destination and outcome of our lives. Finally, in Islam, spiritual journeys involve exploring our relationship with Allah and seeking a deeper connection. Spiritual journeys can be deeply meaningful and transformative, as they allow us to connect with something greater than ourselves and find a sense of purpose and meaning in life. The Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, used to climb up a mountain and travel to the cave of Hira. It was here that the angel Gabriel appeared before him in the last ten days of Ramadan and said to him, Recite. It is here that the first verses of the Holy Quran were revealed to him, chapter 96, verses 2 to 6, where Allah the Almighty states, and I quote, Recite in the name of your Lord who created, created man from an adhesive clot. Recite, and your Lord is the noblest, who taught by the pen taught man that which he knew not, end quote. By undertaking the physical journey up to the cave of Hira, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, experienced a level of closeness to Allah the Almighty that very few people get to experience in their lives. For us, as Amdi Muslims, our lives are a journey to a greater destination. 
Life is a test of our faith, and there is always something that we can be working for and striving for. Sometimes we can become so engulfed in making material progress, trying to get the best exam results, the next job promotion, that we forget that ultimately, this material progress does not matter if we do not focus on our spirituality and our spiritual journey towards Allah. In chapter 2, verse 149 of the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty states, and I quote, Vie then with one another in good works, end quote. To progress in our spiritual journeys, Allah commands us to perform good deeds and in some way compete with each other as if we are in a race to see who can do the best deeds. By being kind to our fellow humans, giving charity to those in need and most importantly worshipping Allah the Almighty, we progress on our spiritual journey and move closer to Allah. To conclude, today we have discussed the significance of journeys, the history of journeys within Islam and the different types of travels and journeys including spiritual that one can take. I hope our program has provoked thought that the idea of journeys and traveling can be explored from different perspectives and how multifaceted it can be. I would like to thank my two studio guests, Sophia and Varisha, for joining me today and Mrs. Shermin Butt for producing this episode. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Faith in Focus. I've been your host, Fatih Khwaja. Join us next time for further discussions on matters of faith. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be on you.